Hello, everybody. This conversation will be more than you can handle. But hey, <laughs> I'm told I'm more than you can handle. So I'll help you get through it, all right? Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to More Than You Can Handle. Healthy, sexy, and inspired. Now your host, Sarah Moore. Hey everybody, my name is Sarah Moore and you are listening to More Than You Can Handle. Healthy, sexy, inspired. Now the goal of this podcast is to have you laughing, thinking, getting excited about your purpose, and giving you more than you can handle. You can find me on social media platforms at sarahmorehealth.com or online at Instagram at sarahmorehealth, Facebook sarahmorehealth, or Twitter at sarahhm underscore health. Now, today on the episode, I have a couple of special guests, and they are definitely more than you can handle. One (laughs) more than the other. (laughs) She's laughing because she knows it's her. (laughs) <laughs> my friends, Anna Blanca and Sage, and we are doing this virtually um, while they're in LA, correct? Is that where you guys are? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I met both of them. I, w- I said like five years ago was my first David Wolf longevity conference, if not longer, maybe six. No, must have been longer. I mean, it feels like I've not been known you longer. Maybe it has. I try to judge everything of now when I like, this is bad, <laughs> left, my, left my marriage. And that was, I was still married when I met you all. So yeah. I know it was longer than when I left. Um, but Sage and Anna Blanca own Addictive Wellness. It's a beautiful chocolate company. And when I was writing chocolate, I'm like, wait, you're so much more than just the chocolate now. Um, mm-hmm. And so I won't butcher like what I wrote on here, exactly <laughs> everything that you guys offer um, but I have them on one because I admire you guys both and how you've grown oh, your business, sweet. how you are as a couple, um, and then just that you are getting it into everybody's hands. And a lot of people that would not have an idea of maybe what tonic herbs are, um, are getting exposed to it through the chocolate, which allows them to go deeper and, you know, it just become more of a lifestyle. So I always think that's great. And so, um, yeah. So you guys can take it off um, from here if you'd like to just start talking about addictive wellness and exactly what it is. And then I'll go into the deeper stuff that will make this maybe more than you can handle when we start talking about the nitty gritty. I love when Sage talks about her business. He's got this very sexy and very extensive vocabulary. <laughs> so honey, would you, would you like, take it away? Tell everybody what you do. I admire my man. I love listening to him talking. I so <laughs> we started Addictive Wellness back in 2014 with the goal to get the most incredible ingredients into people's bodies in terms of the most powerful superfoods and exotic adaptogenic herbs in a way that they would really enjoy and in a way that they would crave and seek out and not just think of it as something that they have to take only in capsules or something that they have to do like just as a shot because it tastes kind of rough and you just have to get it down. We wanted to make this stuff delicious so that even somebody who is not in the health world could get these things into their body in a way that they could do every day. Because if you have, for example, an herbal extract that is so good for you, but is so intense tasting uh, that you can't handle it, you're going to have it once and then you're never going to have it again. And so it's not going to be doing you any good. The idea is... Herbs are only going to benefit you if they actually make it into your body. And so they have to get past the mouth to do that. And so it works a lot better if it's ultra delicious. So we started off with our chocolates, which are made using the highest quality mycotoxin-free cacao uh, coming from the jungles of Ecuador. It's wild grown. It doesn't come from a plantation. And uh, it is just... Uh, it's, it's not heat processed. Um, so it maintains a lot of the integrity of the compounds in there that would be uh, heat sensitive. And, and what I really love about this is that they're grown in the jungle. So it incentivizes local people to take care of the rainforest there. So this, and it's so much better than fat grade. 
Yeah. And so we put different <laughs> herbal formulations in these chocolates. We have one for beauty, one for energy, one for relaxation, one for uh, getting romantic. We have one for immunity, et cetera, one for focus. So that's the chocolate side of things. And then um, we also, uh, you and I, Sarah, share this passion in Nano Blanca as well for uh, making elixirs, making uh, drinks like either hot or cold that incorporate these herbs. And so we made our elixir blends, which are really delicious drink mixes that you just have to, they're basically made to be foolproof. So they've got the sweetener in there. They've got the creaminess. They've got the adaptogens and the flavor that makes it so delicious. Um, and you just have to blend them with like a cup of hot or cold almond milk or coconut milk. Uh, and you're, you're ready to go. Uh, and it's, it's super easy. And then we sell all these um, adaptogens and, and herbal extracts individually as well for people who like to get, uh, you know, really, really customized. And Perfect. the cocoa powder and the cocoa nibs. But we have 25 products, so sometimes it just gets, whoa, it's a lot. Yeah, we don't want to make it into too much of an infomercial. We want to have some fun. Exactly. <laughs> fun. No, no, I think it's good because the other thing of like, and why I said I admired y'all is that because you, you've continued to grow it. And I think when you're in a, chocolate itself is not a niche, but when it comes into the quality that you offer in the way that it is, it is a, it is a niche. It's at a higher price point. And a lot of people, maybe, I, maybe I shouldn't say a lot of people, but don't go past that. You know, that's mm -hmm. what they can do to stay in that, just the chocolate where you've grown it to be a whole lot more. And you've also realized what people are desiring and wanting. And the other thing is social media wise for anybody who's listening, Sage and Ana Blanca are like a vault of information and knowledge that you guys share with people on a regular basis that I know can become exhausting, but furthermore, well, it, I mean, it is positively exhausting. <laughs> oh. oh, I love you, girl. Thanks for understanding. <laughs> but positively, like, but it also then I think shows even more credibility for the product that you have because you clearly know it wasn't just like, oh, I know I can make some money having chocolate. So let me just put this stuff together and put these herbs in it that people will like. And let's see what happens. Like there's, there's a purpose and a passion behind it. And then yeah, there's a lot I'll of knowledge that goes into how we do things and why we do them in certain ways. Yeah, the formulation 100%. for each of the function, that's that's incredible. I remember when there were still Expo, you know, this um, Expo Western, we were there and exhibiting with chocolate. And uh, what some of these guys were coming by and they were rolling their eyes like, yeah, yeah, this is like the new latest thing, putting adaptogens into stuff. And and uh, they started talking to Sage and the guy just says, oh, wait a minute. Wow. You're really knowledgeable about this. And then he stayed there for an hour talking to Sage. He was so impressed and he owned some big stores in the East Coast. So I remember when people just take a second look and say, wait a minute, you actually know what you're talking about. It's not just a fad that you're yeah. just a train and you're trying to jump yeah, on. Yeah, generally, and I think, Sarah, I'm sure you can relate to this too. <laughs> it's super fun when people underestimate you in life. <laughs> <laughs> all the time, all the time. But, you know, I think even with, for me, like I consider you guys like next level of like, because I have a lot of knowledge, but I don't have the experience or the deep dive Sage that you have taken just with your travels and the in the, the way it's just been your whole life, like since really since you were young. Well, and you. so no, I mean, and so I remember whenever I get your guys's chocolates, and I will tell you, I need some, I need to get them, but I'm the worst in online ordering. I will set up, <laughs> I do, I set up carts, and then I get the email that says you left stuff in your cart, and I'm just, <laughs> I'm the worst. Um, but I remember looking at it as I was learning too about everything and being like, okay, this one says love, and these are the ones he's associating with love. These are the ones that are associated with energy or, or what have you. And so it was just a reminder because as you know, one herb could benefit a lot of areas, but it was nice to at least have that kind of like honed in. Okay, cool. I hadn't heard about this for this. Now it makes sense. You know, that kind of, um, and so I know that you're educating tons of people just when they pick up a box, because then you can take those ingredients and they could dig further into them of even more how they're benefiting their body, not just in the area of hormones or, you know, tranquility or something like that. So that that's what I always thought was cool. Cause I'm like, okay, cool. I'm now I'm nourishing this a little bit more or whatever. 
So like Sage said, we're not making this an infomercial. We got to get into the, <laughs> the nitty gritty. But I want you guys to know why, how I met them because it was because of addictive wellness and longevity and David Wolf and that kind of a thing. But um, as you've allowed us into your life more, I'm going to share, first of all, like when you guys were at Longevity the first time that I was there and I was just a volunteer and I was back there with all the, the um, ones that had been there every year and they were trying to give me the rundown. And I got the story about you guys behind your back. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, yeah, because Anna Blanca, I don't know if you were always just everywhere. So I never really got to talk to you. But Sage, you would always linger back behind us and dressed up and very, you know, you're always very dapper and with, with the perfect posture and just oh, standing you. there. And Anna Blanca was running around everywhere, like, you know, with your unicorn <laughs> shirt and making sure everybody had their samples and, you know, going everywhere. And so I never really got to meet you at first. But Sage, and so of course it was um, Victoria who told me because she's always, she's always colorful in her descriptions. And so it was like, you know, Sage worked behind the tonic bar at Erwan for a long time. And Anna Blanca would come in there every day and Sage just thought she was so gorgeous and really just wanted that there was this major age difference. And so finally, I think you, Sage, asked her to watch a movie or something and Oh, oh no! You said oh, yes. Yeah. So much. This story is so much more exciting. And well, of course it is. But that was kind of the <laughs> basis of something like. Of course, this is a secondhand knowledge. I'm. I'm. That's why I said it was kind of a. <laughs> and so, um, you know, Sage was. Um, he just came back sure from Australia at the time. Was nervous or something like that. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Sage is. I. I never seen him nervous though i think he had confidence even as a as a boy hitting on girls in kindergarten i can't imagine him being nervous no it was a fantastic event at erawan uh, by the tonic bar after one of the longevity conferences and um, a bunch of guys were as they say slinging jeng meaning making amazing tonics uh, behind the tonic bar and sharing it with people and i was there with a bunch of cool friends hanging out and um, this guy walked in and he was so tanned I swear to god I can't remember a person being this tanned with piercing blue eyes but and he just comes up to me and starts talking to me and I'm thinking dear god I mean he is so young I mean we do have a major age difference quite a bit and um, and then he's just hitting on me and I look at him and I'm like uh, how old are you <laughs> And uh, what did you say, honey? I said, I'm ageless. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. Yeah, he said. And I said, oh, come on, entertain me. And he told me, yes, he was 22 years at the time. I was like, oh, dear God. And my friends, uh, they were there, Joy and Jane. I was like, oh, that's Sage. He's cool. I'm like, yeah, I bet he is. But oh, come on, guys. He's so young for me. So he ended up uh, flirting and hanging out with some other women. I went uh, over to Dragon Herbs and Robertson opened up that day. So it was like a fantastic day for health lovers in Los Angeles. And Sage ended up working behind the tonic bar because he had so much knowledge. They hired him on the spot. And that's when we started seeing each other almost every day because I would come in for my tonics, for my superfood, uh, ice creams and shopping, getting some food. I mean, Erewhon has always been a place where people hang out. And uh, what happened after? We so I would, I, Anna Blanca would always come in being her spectacular self. And I would always flirt with her because she's a uh, flirtation is like her basic means of interacting with the world. Okay, wait, let me stop for a second. What is your definition of flirting, Sage? Oh, I like this. To define it? Well, yeah, because everybody well, flirts different. Like, it's so I contextual, have, right? Like, um, Well, I know, but you know you have a thing. Like, I'm a more of a smartass. Like, I become more, um, and I have, I don't have, like, a giggle, but I've realized I have a laugh, like, a certain laugh or something, like, but I'm more of a smart aleck kind of <laughs> act as if I'm standoffish. But I'm not. Does that? That's my. I know it's a weird way to flirt. But go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I don't know if I've done enough flirting to have it be so well defined as as but, your precise technique. <laughs> ouch! Ouch! <laughs> no, it's a good. Like, I wish I had had. I was better at it. But like, you know, I just I've got what I got in the moment. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, I I was I grew up in Hungary, and I think that was a basic modus operandi for girls. I mean, we flirted with everybody. I remember flirting, as I said, with when I was a child. 
Like this but was you just... modeled also, and I think modeling helps you um, not necessarily flirt, but be more confident and open, and have to be in front of a like flirt with. The oh, camera honestly, I think too. I think to me it it was a wasn't a chick, it wasn't a chicken egg situation. I was kind of confident, and then I got into modeling. I think modeling does the opposite for girls. I think oh, it really takes down your confidence because you are judged every single day by your looks. I've I've seen girls who were confident and got into modeling and then it just sort of destroyed their self-esteem. So oh, I can see that. I, I think it's the other way around. <laughs> you have to have to have a good head on your shoulders to get out of that business intact, I bet. emotionally I bet. and and uh every other way. Okay. I sidetracked in here. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. And then now, relevant. So Sage and I we always talked and so we're always flirting to Ana Blanca it wasn't flirting it was just normal interacting to me it was super fun and I thought okay here's this spectacularly beautiful woman and nothing's happening but it, it, it feels great to flirt with her so why not it's just like practice for whatever else um and that's that was like the next nine months and then we were friends for nine months yeah we so were many we were don't even know that. flirtatiously friendly um, but y'all hadn't gone out to dinner or nothing, no, 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 nothing. no, 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 no. I'd never wow. seen her outside of my workplace. It was wow. just at one. Um, and then, and then I left for, it was like six weeks. Uh, I went on a, a surf trip to Bali and came back. Um, and she wanted to know where I had been. And I said, Oh, I've been in Bali. And she used to spend quite a bit of time in Bali. And I so she's, I, it was one of my base when I was living in Tokyo, between Tokyo and Bali. And, I just loved the place, had a good connection. So I was like, really? How dare you go in there without me? You know, all this stuff. And so, so we had a plan at one point. Uh, well, no. Okay. So she, what happened was um, we were talking about like holistic dental health and, and I was recommending the company Living Libations to her. And, and to my surprise, she'd never heard of it. And I was like, okay, well, let me, let's connect on Facebook and I will, I'll email you some links. That was the first thing. Even and and so then she replied to that saying you know why don't we i think she wanted some more detailed information so she said let's you know get get an ice cream one day after you're finished working and we can talk about trade bali stories or whatever um and also he was editing the uh, the longevity conference you know he was always editing the conference uh, videos oh i didn't know you did that yeah so i was editing the videos before they would put them you know online um it was kind of a, a side hustle of mine um and so I responded to her message and said, look, I'm super busy this week editing these videos. Um, Whoa, you got the Can we maybe, footage. you know, do it next week? And so she responds saying, what? You're having the best movie night ever without me? And I said, no, no, it's not like that. I have to pause like every three to four seconds to do an edit. It's not that fun. Um, <laughs> why, maybe I can show it to you after I'm done editing. Um, and she says, yeah, okay. Um, and, and then she... I can't remember the exact thing that happened, but she made some reference like a day or two afterwards to, to the fact that she lived right around the corner from yeah, where I worked. Because there was like, usually the bar was incredibly swamped oh, yeah. and sometimes not. And then I would come in and I'm like, why won't you not let me know when there's nobody in line so I can be here two seconds and I don't have to wait. He says, well, I don't know where you live. I'm like, I live around the corner. How He says, how should I know? You never invited me over. And I'm like, uh, Okay, <laughs> I, I wasn't fishing for an invite. I was just, I was just, you know, remarking at the absurdity of her thinking automatically that I should know she lives around the corner. <laughs> and you're so, and you're so matter of fact. So I can see that being like, well, like I'm supposed to know that. Like you've never <laughs> given me and, your address. And, and then it just he he came over with the longevity things, and we just ended up talking nonstop so much that we watched 15 minutes of Truth Calkins uh, talking for like. 15 minutes we saw of his... We got through 15 minutes of a Truth Calkins talk over a period of about four and a half hours because Ana Blanca kept pausing every 30 seconds to like <laughs> want to talk about stuff. Hi, <laughs> ask a question and everything. Yeah, and um, if anybody, like you're listening, Truth is like, I, I mean, you can describe him shortly, but... Oh, he's the original Peter Pan. Yeah, I mean, the depths of his information and just like I've had FaceTimes with Truth and different things and it's like, He's just a whole different world and within himself. So oh, I'm yes. sure that there was I think we can talk about him for like a whole podcast. Yeah, I would rather him talk on the podcast. Well, you have to. I know I should ask him. Yeah. Um, I got to, I got to, you know, this is like a, for my audience, a, um, 
a little sip, you know, we got, I got to like, let them have a lot of sips of this kind of talk and um, knowledge before I do a whole deep dive. Cause none of, none of my <laughs> friends, like all my friends love that I know this stuff, but a lot of my friends here don't live like me. They're wonderful friends, but as far as the lifestyle I've created, the herbs I use, all of that kind of stuff, I'm really the only one that does it. And it's, like, yeah, you know, it's we have a lot of friends fun. that do it, but we have a lot but of friends I, that are I'm, not into this at all. But I'm very, very amazed how much this uh, interest is spreading. And not just because of last year, it already started before. Actually, we this would be really, really aligned with what you said that you like your podcast to be about. When Sinch <laughs> came over with those videos, he showed up with a chocolate mousse with some chocolate. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention that. So so when I came <laughs> oh, over, yes. I was like, okay, here, I'm going over to this beautiful woman's house. Nothing's going to happen. At the time, I thought nothing was going to happen. I thought we're going over as friends. It's going to be a good time. I'm going to, like, my thought was, I'm going to gain insights into how the mind of a beautiful woman works. Yeah, but for good, good measure, for me he in, packed in that mousse but, full of aphrodisiacs. Yeah, yeah. so, so <laughs> just in case, and because it would be wrong not Covering to. Covering all bases. I made a, a chocolate mousse with all the aphrodisiac herbs in the world packed into it uh, with a couple of heart-shaped aphrodisiac chocolates on top. I have a picture of that still. But, awesome. she, but I walked in the door and I handed it to her and she said, oh, how nice. And she put it away in the refrigerator <laughs> and, and didn't touch it. She forgot about it. Until the time. next day after I had left. And I still have, I think I sent you a message on Facebook. I still no, have it. No, it was an email. It was an email. Yeah. By then we had this email. And I wrote him, I said, dear mother of God, what's in this thing? Because it was very effective. <laughs> I was like, where is a man right now? Yeah, but, and he wasn't is... there, right? So you weren't able to utilize him. Oh, no. he was, he was, he was no, but nowhere near. And um, let everybody have their own imagine, imagination running wild. It was a very effective aphrodisiac chocolate mousse. <laughs> there you go, Sage. Is that what where love I, came from, or that? Well, like, or? still at we that have, point, in my, at YouTube that point, channel. still in my mind, we were just friends. We were still, you know, he he came and we had a great time, and he left. That was it. But um, that chocolate mousse made it into a recipe on our oh, yeah. YouTube channel. Uh -huh. Oh, and yesterday on Valentine's Day, this awesome couple, uh, Middle Asia awesome couple, they made it into uh, their. Valentine treat and they posted right. about it and I was like oh my god they are so <laughs> cute I wanted to hug them yeah yeah I think for me it, it's more about like like and, and the the lifestyle in that like stage I would do I would make not necessarily a like a, a testosterone boosting chocolate for but I just <laughs> for men wow. like if a man I won't I don't do that but oh. I think from a female perspective, sometimes like I've noticed that it's intimidating that my lifestyle is, is that way. Now I don't push mm -hmm. it on anybody, but I find that it's like, Oh, are you going to make me do this? Or am I, you know, that's their own insecurity, of course, mm -hmm. but that's where I just continue to live. And as you follow me or as you, you know, if you, we continue to see each other, it will yeah. just rub off on you or you'll yeah, they'll start to get interested or try one thing here try one thing there right um, and then they see that oh wait a minute this girl's not aging this girl is such so much vitality and beauty and glowing and they're like okay so you know what um what is it that you're doing it's gonna come right out. yeah and I, but i think though that's where the frustration comes for me too because <laughs> I attract younger men, which I enjoy because they can keep up with me. But then the <laughs> emotional standing ovation, standing ovation right here. Um, emotionally, they might not all be there yet. But then, you know, older men are more grounded and like secure and tend to be emotionally. But then they can't keep up with me, so it's like trying to find this happy medium where it's like if this doesn't rub off on you or you can't incorporate some of this, it's just not going to work for me because. In the long term, there's got to be pieces for me that all play in because I'm not changing my lifestyle, you know, and and I'm OK with saying, like, I'm just I'm not going to change these things. So if you end up not liking them, that's, you know, that's on you. You know, Sarah, interestingly, I think there was a whole generation of young men who, OK, if I was trying to date men my age, it's just not going to work. They would most I tried. They didn't understand me. They didn't get things. And I definitely had so much more energy and 
didn't work out. And then there are certain young gentlemen who are growing up right now who are, I find a little bit more entitled. And I don't know, there is something happening that I, I just don't even try to understand. I don't need to. But in between, <laughs> I think in between, there is a whole generation of men like Sage who were brought up by women who were so empowered and so strong and so cool. I suggest look around in that age. But it depends. What like age are you? Know, I, would, I would just 30s. I would preface it and say like, like because because our age gap works really well for us. It doesn't mean that that's a standard formula. I don't think that everyone should apply. Ana Blanca is very unusually youthful for her age. And I'm (laughs) very, uh, I'm going to say this in a funny way, but I'll say it in a more serious way in a second. I'm very unusually elderly for my age. Uh, (laughs) But what I mean by that is like, uh, you know, um, I, from a variety of factors of how I was brought up, have a certain like um, emotional state and a, a, a lack of interest in doing some things that, people in my, you know, biological age range might. Um, you're, not, you're, you're absolutely right. He is, he's very mature. I usually used to say he's my Zen master going on 500 and I'm his cartoon character. So, <laughs> so no, it's, you know, it's, it's very it case by case dependent. Yeah, of, of course. And I don't, I don't say with a bladder, uh, a blanket statement that the young ones I've met are, emo- it really depends on what life they have lived. But I will yeah. say, in the profession that I am that works with, like I will just use it as a blanket, he, as a healer, I find mm-hmm. that there are some still, um, they want, there's wounds that they need to be, that need to be healed. And I dated this one guy and <laughs> he used to say, and I didn't, but he used to be like, Sarah, you breastfeed me. And it was his way to be oh. like, <laughs> no, oh, I never did. But since I breast, but he got it. Like he got the, like our relationship and, we didn't talk in depth about it, but he got that when he was with me, that calmness or that mothering that he liked, I guess. I don't know. It was like, but it's a weird thing as the female who's older, who is a mom to think like, wait a minute, you think of me as mo- like your mother, but wait. But on the other hand, that's the calmest, most safe place was back in the womb. So some of me is like, okay, wait, maybe this is a compliment, but yet I'm not your mom. Like, (laughs) so, you know, there's that, yeah, it's a case by case thing. And it's also, um, yeah, the person, but it's just been interesting in my dating life, what I do attract and where that goes, which will lead me into Ana Blanca, your recent Valentine's day post of manifesting, basically manifesting sage. And I had no idea that is going to happen. Well, well, right, but you did in a sense, or you wouldn't have done it. Like you, you know, know, it's, it's mean, one of those things that I've. By then, I was like, okay, seriously, every power out there, what's going on? Because it, I lived in New York, and by the time I left, I could have supplied an extra season to Sex in the City with what the fuck is going on, <laughs> material. Really, it's like, are you like? I, I'm not going to go into details, but the stories, I just like, uh-huh. wow. no, I, yeah, I could probably get it. I got stories. And, and I traveled the world, of course, and I met a lot of um, people dated shortly. Uh, I only had two serious boyfriends before Sage, but I had my share of dating, like uh, dating uh, gentlemen from every walks of life. And it was just not working. Mm-hmm. Things were just not working out. I'm like, okay, I don't know. Am I really attracted to something that I'm telling myself that I'm attracted to. I have an idea what would make me happy, but when I get it, it was not. Um, And it it was just a very strange day that day. I sat down and that list just flew out of me. Like, okay, this is my dream mate list. This is what I actually want. This is what Mm -hmm. would really work for me. So, and then I put it away. I wasn't consciously meditating on it. I wasn't like, okay, this is what I want. Yeah, I right. It, it, I just had that period of my life when I really, f- for like a whole year, I burned onto the ashes like a phoenix. And uh, everything that could ro- go wrong really went wrong. And I f- everything fell apart. Everything burned onto the ashes. And somehow around the end of it is when I was making my list and I was doing my vision board. And I met Sage. There were actually two months when I didn't even see him, even though we sort of started seeing each other by then, because I did not want to 
start leaning on his strength and his power. I was like, okay, this is the time when I'm really coming to myself. This is when I'm, I'm, I am myself finally again, building up who I am, finding it because this past year was just brutal. And then the end of it, he, he was patient enough. He waited Uh for me to be ready. And then when we finally started being together, it was just magic. I mean, I have no other words to really describe because we just enjoy each other company so thoroughly. We are so happy. Yesterday, we were joking in Valentine's Day saying, how can we escalate our everyday life? Because every day is so full of love and respect and light and That's awesome. silliness and sexiness <clears throat> that how are we going to make a Valentine's <laughs> Well, it's because like, she gave me a card for Valentine's, right? That was a, it had, it's like a battery charge thing and you push a button in the middle and it's like, uh, goes around this wheel and lights up one of these things that you have to do for the other person. Like, um, give a back massage or do the dishes or get naughty yeah. in bed or, uh, serenade them serenade. or endless kisses and, and give, I, give a nice compliments or all this stuff. Yeah. So we look at this wheel and we literally do everything on this wheel every single day. So is like, <laughs> well, where do we go from here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So would you say Ana Blanca, like you believe you have it all, you, you have it all. I don't like to think that way because if you have no aspirations and no reason to wake up in the morning, then 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 you go, that's that's not healthy. I wouldn't think uh, we have have it all. I think there is always room for improvement. To well, make you're always evolving. You're yes, always evolving. Yes, yes. You you need yeah. to think that way. Uh, we work every day. We work actually even on Valentine's Day. We were shooting footage for the next ad, and. Uh, I think when you think that you can better yourself, but not, it's not just for yourself. It's for your family. It's for your friends. It's for your customers. And what we have together, it has to spill over. It and has correct. to spill over. And you have well, to keep, keep uh, growing that energy that we have between us because, okay, it sustains us. It sustains our love. It makes us happy. But the point is to use this overflow for others. Well, I think the other thing I'm saying on that too is when when someone, if they even choose to make a list, okay, and I'm going to speak about the South and me, you know, I my, my adult life was in the South, right? Because I left home whenever I was 17 to go to college here in the South. And so, and I wasn't a big dater in high school or even before I got married, I wasn't a big, you know, dater. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I realized that girls would only date guys within their organized religion. Oh, he's Catholic. I can't date him because I'm a Baptist, you know, weird stuff like that. And I was like, but you really like him. Like he could be great. And you're not, Oh no, my parents would have a problem with that. Or, you know, obviously protected their virginity, which is fine. But it was like, wait a minute. What if you like, don't aren't compatible in that regard? There was just a lot of people that were willing, the women that I met were willing to, quote unquote, sacrifice certain things that they at a young age knew as a desire when you were dating to then fall into a a place that they felt was acceptable. And so I know as myself now as a single woman, I have to view it as saying, wait a minute, I really can have it all on the list. And I don't have to compromise on this one thing. So I can meet somebody really amazing and fit all these other things. But if this one thing, which could be pretty major, isn't there, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stay because for me, I, and so that's more of where the, I can have it all. I think some girls just think like maybe time is running out or, but he fits all that. He looks good on paper, but then everything else isn't there and you're sacrificing things to, you know, not have it all. So I, I have something that applies to similar to what you just said right now. One time a friend told me and he said, imagine that you have a table and it has a pitcher of water and that pitcher of water is contains everything that your person that you just meet is inside. And then you have the different cups in front of you and each cup represents a different characteristics. One would be looks, the other one would be maybe success, the third one would be kindness, the fourth would be how um, good a person is with their family. So you you get the picture, like all these things that could be. And then you line up the cups, 
in importance for for what's most important and what's your priority, what you would be the most interested and what is uh, would be a deal breaker. And you put them right in front. And this person who comes and picks up the picture and fills up your most important cups, would you be okay with that? Or you need somebody who fills up all your cups and then would you be waiting for that? So I think there's more like um, hmm. a symbol for compromising. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people can compromise. Some people will hold on forever for the person that, that they consider their ultimate prince. I don't know. And then yeah. I have... <laughs> <laughs> so I have no answer. It's so funny, Sage used to say that you were dating me when I was making below minimum wage. So like, no, oh. you were dating me. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, so he said that, yeah, I was dating him and he was making below minimum not wage. Not below, but I was, no, I was, you, we started dating when I was making twelve fifty an hour. So I know she's not with me for the money. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it wasn't I... high on my list that the person had to be wealthy. So I think you just have to figure out what cops are the priority in you. That person and I, must and I agree with that. And I agree with that. And I think the compromising thing, like for me to speak specifically on myself, isn't isn't an issue for me to compromise, but I am the type of person that, and I know this from my marriage, like compromised out outside of my happiness. And then that's too much, clearly, you know? And so, right. And it wasn't, um, and again, it wasn't like an abusive negative type thing, but just little things over time start to happen. You're like, wait a minute, I should have put my foot down more directly and said no, you know, and, but young and a lot of life happening, having kids and all of that. But I, so I'm definitely different in this, second phase of life of what I what I want to manifest what I will accept and not accept um and and my non-negotiables and I will say like on yours where I was what I wanted to bring attention to is because I know a lot of people listening maybe don't think about these things but you talked about PDA obviously the sex the smell and that's like one of my big things like I mean definitely like I'm not a PDA make out all the time, but I don't want you to be bothered if I touch your butt while we're out or if I kiss <laughs> you or whatever. Like, well, because I'm going to do silly stuff and I, and I, and I tend to be attracted to darker men, which then in the South will give us looks. And so if someone's looking at me like, Oh, you know, interracial couple, then I will do even more PDA in front of oh, you. Oh, darker face. like skin color. I thought you meant like darker, like personality. Oh, no, no. I can't see <laughs> that for like, you. Like, You're too happy. I don't want to say black or, you know, whatever. Yeah, but for yeah, sure, dark for skin sure. So, um, but the smell thing was not any, like, because I was married with the same person for 13 years. So, the, and so clearly I like to smell. But now that I've dated different men and not all of them as healthy as myself, I'm like, okay, I want to smell the natural skin smell. Like once you get past the cologne or past the whatever, what's the natural skin? And I'll have times where I'm like, sniffing that neck not like mm-hmm. a dog but you know and i'm like yeah i don't like this- to sniffs my neck throughout the day she'll come <laughs> she'll come to my desk and say just keep working i'm just here for some sniffles and she'll yeah, stick her like, head I'm- in my neck and, and sniff away yeah and then i'm like well it's not gonna happen and i think sometimes in a deeper it's like what i know about the body and what i know that when it doesn't smell <laughs> great what that means on the inside mm-hmm. and so then my head goes all kinds of places um, and so anyway, those were some of the things that I wrote down on there, like just even some of those little details that maybe it doesn't matter to somebody how he smells, but that getting almost that detailed is really important to really think of yourself in every situation of that. Because if Sage didn't like you sniffing his neck, that would be frustrating. I'm a toucher. If I don't have someone who likes for me to at least just touch their back or wants to touch me, I mm. feel you know, that's a, a no for me. Like, yeah. um, so yes. anyway, if you want to go into kind of like, I don't know how to put this question, but go into some of that a little bit more, how the finer details, and maybe you found the finer details because you did date a lot of different types of men and saw the contrast. Actually, it's very interesting. You were talking about the smell. Um, <laughs> just, we had a uh, two weeks countdown to Valentine's Day and I really wanted to make a post about this because I found it very, very fascinating. So we did have a very successful Instagram post about this, the smell, why it is so important that Uh you like the smell. Yeah, I read that, yeah. And it's that the major histocompatibility complex, it's called MHC. And when a woman loves the smell of the guy, it means that their um, immune system would be more comparable 
compatible. compatible, compatible. Right. And right. then they would be making a healthier offspring. Meanwhile, women who get on the pill, it changes their smell, what they like, because when you're pregnant in this way, the pill makes you think that you're pregnant. You start being um, not Confused. attracted, but turning towards to people who have a similar smell to yours because that you need family to take care of you when you're in a vulnerable okay. state. So it's that's why many times women who are on the pill, they're actually attracted to a smell of somebody who would not be so compatible with them. Huh. It's crazy, right? Yeah, but I but I would say like it's it makes so much sense to and when I read it, yeah. it made so much sense to me. But I would say the general public is like, <laughs> What? What are you talking about? Like and I, I guess studies on I, it. So yeah, no, it needs to be told more, but I am not trying to have kids anymore, Ana Blanca. I've got two and I'm never and they are adorable. Pill. Congratulations <laughs> raising such amazing children. Thank you. Thank you. But I would say, um, Maybe I'll have to think deeper about, like, for me, where that plays in by not wanting to have children. I think there's definitely the security aspect or mm -hmm. the foundation that you're still looking for moving forward if I'm going to be committed to somebody again. So maybe that has something to do with the smell, even though I'm not on any sort of, like, contraceptives. It's part, or, of, it's part of the sexual attraction. So, mm -hmm, 100%. So you, you want to have a good... Yeah, like you're attracted to attractive people because they could make good-looking babies, but that's you're not going to turn that off just because you're not wanting to have kids anymore. It's still a innate biological factor that's going to play in, just like the smell. Right, but some people don't don't go for attractive people, and <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, come on. Well, whatever, whatever it is, attractiveness, intelligence. We're wired this way evolutionarily because we want to uh, bring in this aspect into the offspring. Okay, um, so on that, what is your both of your love languages? I know y'all have done the test and know it. Of the five, what are your top two? I am a sucker for words of affirmation. I love physical touch. Absolutely love when you spend quality time together. Um, and the other ones like acts of service were just a little bit right after, and I never cared about gifts. It's never been any interest to me so these two top ones and already in the beginning of a relationship because i studied this um in school uh we talked about it with sage and i had no idea but he actively worked on it all the time and now it's part of our lives no and that's what, amazing. Yours? um i would say uh physical touch is a really big one um a little bit acts of service like i always feel weirdly guilty about that one because i don't you know it's, it's just a, a kind of a strange one to have people like feel like you want to have people do stuff for you i don't it's not something i seek out or i require but when mm -hmm. somebody does happen to do stuff for or do, does something for me it, it is tremendously touching uh and and really endears me to that person um, every so single night he loves it when i get put the table put a dinner on the table in front of him he just has this sweet look in his face i was like oh my god yes <laughs> how so, about the other ones well yeah because you've got medium level on words of affirmation um but yeah no i think the the physical touch is the biggest yeah mine are physical touch and quality time and then i would say acts of service and then what do you have gifts and affirmations yeah i'm not i'm not big on the um i mean i'm gonna say i won't ever accept gifts or don't like to be affirmed <laughs> but, but i think and, I, and this might be even too in this next part of my life of maybe I've created some conditionings of what I believe to be maybe truth or whatever, because I feel like time is something you can't, you, you can't ever take back from someone, right? So if yeah. someone gives me their time, says, Sarah, I, especially with as busy as we are, that, that you, I can't ever, they can't ever take that back. A gift, we could, you could throw it away, you could give it, you know, you might not ever look at it again, you know, but the time and what you experience with that person, you can't, you can't take back. And um, touch, I know for sure is definitely like right up there, like with Sage, like, um, and not that I want to be all like, all over, but like the pass me and touch me or, you know, rub my butt or those kind of things or, <laughs> you know, snuggle on the couch, that kind of stuff I really like. Um, 
But yeah, it's the, so good for you with your for your hormones as well. You get a great boost of oxytocin, and that's going to help your hormones, baby. Oh, one hundred percent. Well, and I re- even remember I I knew this whenever I was married. Like I never gave the I'm too tired to have sex thing because I've always had a very high libido. But I did say if I'm ever laying in bed and you think I'm too tired, just like kiss my neck or rub my butt, and I'll be ready to go. Like, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm, I'm back to, I'm back up. Okay, let's go. What's going to happen? You know, like, and I'm, I'm pretty much, I shouldn't tell that on here, but I'm pretty much that way. I don't really ever get like, I mean, I guess you can be too tired, really tired, but I think the definition of like what your, your guys is tired and like what my tired is different than other people's just because I think it's rare that I get just tired like exhausted. Like I go to bed at the same time almost. I wake up at the same time and I sleep. But the rest of the time I might have lulls in my day. But would you guys say that about yourself that you don't just get ever exhausted or tired? I have I think you and I have very happy and healthy mitochondria because unless I'm sick, I'm unkillable. I can just keep going. When I lived in mm-hmm. Tokyo I slept every three days. I was just oh, no problem. Uh, but still now only if I, I'm not well, that's when I get tired. For me, yeah. I, I have a little bit, I don't quite have the mitochondria of, of you two. I, I bet you probably have both the same spectacular mitochondrial genetics. Um, I, I do experience getting tired in the evenings uh, after a long day of working yeah, but really, really hard. Yeah, 5.36 in the morning. But it, it takes <clears throat> a lot for me to get there. Right. Well, see, for me, and that's what I get made fun of, especially if like a guy's talking to me, well, I didn't call you last night because I know you go to bed so early. I'm like, if I'm home and I don't have my kids mm-hmm. and I've shut my brain off and I don't have to work anymore and it's nine o'clock, yeah, I'll go to bed. Why would I not? Because I get up at 4.30 <laughs> or 5 also to go to the gym. Yeah, and so I just well. told them like, I can't, we can run like a, a bunny if we want to. But we also know then if you do that too much, you do have to nourish your body in different ways to make sure that you can go, 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 go like that. Yeah. There has to be a balance. um, If you have more energy expenditure, you have to have more activities that, or, or, or nourishment or whatever it is that is going to replenish that. Right. But if I need to go out or there's something going on around eight 30 or nine and you ask me to go, cool, I could go and I could probably not, I could probably not want to knock out to like two in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But if you catch, if you catch me at that seven or eight o'clock time and I've already sat down, well then you lost me. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But well, cool. I just, um, is there anything you guys wanted to add? I know we can go on and I have other questions like, but are off this topic. Maybe another time we can go into like, (laughs) well, because this is more of maybe a sage one of just talking about the three pillars and gene and because that's where that whole, somebody's what's mitochondria. Like, and I do know that I have a very strong gene from my parents yeah, and I nice. do know that that, yeah, I mean, and that's why when I got into this lifestyle, I was like, I got to protect that. Like, I'm not sick now, but I got to do the things. Cause this is like, I'm really grateful that I have, <laughs> I have this. Yeah. And just and, quickly to explain what mitochondria is for people who have not heard of it before. Mitochondria are tiny bacteria that live in every cell in your body that make what's called ATP, adenosine triphosphate. This is pure cellular energy. So this is what, it's the little power plants that are throughout your body. So everything requires this. And it's not just about having energy to go do things physically or mentally. Every process in your body biologically requires energy. And so the more mitochondria you have, the healthier your mitochondria, the better everything works in your body. And so the one's mitochondria is in part influenced by one's genetics, uh, but it's also very, very influenced by diet, lifestyle, exercise, etc. So there's yep. there's definitely lots of things you can do to enhance yourself in that department. Yeah. And uh, Anablog is getting turned on over there by Sage's wisdom that he's just putting out. Oh, you know me so well. You know me so well. <laughs> That's why we might need to cut this short so you guys can go act on the... Um, <laughs> all this oh, it's the middle of a work day. Unfortunately, we'll have to wait. All this break. foreplay. Oh, well, he said it's lunch. lunch. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe yeah, we could have lunch, lunch right now. <laughs> it is. Well, what is it? Two o'clock for you guys? Yeah. yeah. You don't need two. So here's my last question I ask everybody when we have the first the first conversation and it's on the thing. Um, what do you both define as vulnerability to you? And you guys are very much into your feelings and I know you have great conversations and I can imagine that Sage, you don't have a problem being vulnerable and you don't think that makes you weak. But I would, but the question is kind of what do you define as being vulnerable? It's so interesting. Um, 
because we both had a list of ideal mates. Um, mine was long and extensive. Sage had like three things on it. <laughs> Interestingly, there was one item that was on both of ours is that we want somebody who is not afraid to love, who's not afraid to go all in right away, who's not afraid to be immediately vulnerable and say, okay, this is it. I, I, I love you and this is, this is it for me. And I think it's interesting that we both wanted somebody who's not afraid to be vulnerable that way. I was never afraid of vulnerability or, or being hurt. And actually, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse um, because I always had a very strong uh, resilience, which my two sisters and brother joke about and actually named this characteristic of mine. They named it Iron Sushi. Which has, <laughs> which has a story. I will tell you that one quickly. I was living in New York with my brother and my sisters came for a visit and we were all crazy about sushi because, you know, we lived in Vancouver, best sushi ever, fresh food, whatever. So in New York, we ordered and it was a Sunday, right? So I ended up having with crazy food poisoning all Sunday and I was just so sick. And Monday night, all of us like, so what should we have for dinner? And I said, yay, iron sushi. The three of them dropped that look at me, rolled their eyes. Are you crazy? You just recovered from that food poisoning from there <laughs> yesterday. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm sure they have a good one now. And it's Monday, fresh fish, whatever. So that became a symbol for my siblings that I am so resilient that it's just crazy. So the reason I came up with this, that I was not afraid of being vulnerable. And right now with Sage, I feel so incredibly safe in every way, emotionally, physically, uh, looking at the future. I feel safe. And I think it's one of the most amazing things a man can give to a woman to feel I safe. Think so too. I agree. So when I look at vulnerability now, it's never anything inside. It's more like I want to have a very healthy and strong aging. So it's more like vulnerability physically. I have okay. to be able to stretch and build up my body strength even further to make sure that I can keep running circles around everybody and go on the insane long hikes that we go. So gotcha. when someone says vulnerability now to me, it's more physical. Okay. I like yeah, that. I'm a little bit similar. Um, you know, for me, the things that most people would stereotypically consider sources of vulnerability, like either emotionally in a relationship or public speaking, I love these things. I get excited <laughs> about them. Um, so, so I don't really fit into that. But for me, uh, the word vulnerability comes up in, in my world. Um, you know, in, in certain sports, like in snowboarding and in surfing, you're dealing with Kite forces, surfing, driving, you do more. Yeah. So you do in these things, you deal with forces more powerful than your own physical body. So you, you do feel humbled and, and you're always aware of like, you know, in the ocean, for example, that the ocean is way more powerful than you. Um, and that has to be dealt with, with respect. You're also in the water with other people and other boards and dangerous things can happen. So I'm, I'm aware of my, um, physical, limitations and, and the uh, fragile nature of the human body in, in those environments. And so, so that's, yeah, that's where I would say I most experience vulnerability. You know what else? That we just jumped into and started a business on a shoestring and we had nothing, like no backup. Yeah. We, I think that was like one of the most vulnerable thing that we've ever mm -hmm. otherwise done. And then we had to rely on each other 100%. And I mean, I was cleaning Airbnb apartments. Sage was driving Airbnbs all night. I know, I drive for. for I mean, Uber. sorry, Uber <laughs> driving Airbnb. <laughs> I was cleaning Airbnb apartments, and he yeah, was we both driving. needed to have side hustles while we were getting <laughs> no, the business I off the it. ground. I you know, it. had flexible schedules and whatnot, so it was, uh, so it was a crazy think, time. If I think of a time when I really felt vulnerable, it was then when when the future was so uncertain, and then we just had to. I couldn't even look up. I think if I looked up, I would have been a. Oh, what are we doing? But we just kept each other strong and we kept, and look where we are now. So, yeah. So these are the uh, kind of vulnerabilities that no, we can think great. of. Yeah. Well, it's been amazing, both of you. And I want to know, has anyone told either of you that you're more than you can handle? Us. <laughs> <laughs> 
stress me all the time. <laughs> I tell you you're too much to handle? No, not like that. But you, you know, say that's that when my siblings is always say too much or too much. Oh, that's what your siblings say, not me. Yeah, yeah, but you quote them just for joking. Oh, this is this is one of the inside jokes we actually have because I don't think I've to be clear. I've never. Oh, he never said it like this. He never. <laughs> never he never. No, and I, I never, don't look at it as a negative thing. I get told it. That's I don't know. why we named the podcast. No, but, but I don't think it's. Just, it I love. I love that you named it. But I just want to sort of. Um, say this that i always been a little bit uh, i don't know a lot so my siblings sometimes would say okay am i because my middle name is orshia so they call me orshi orshi too much just quieter just a little bit less just stop intimating scaring people so they would just say too much too much and uh sage uh, li- uh, listens to us talking to each other sometimes in hungarian and he jokingly quotes them so when you said it i sort of you know that reminded uh, me of that but, but yeah, it's a, a perfect, but it, look where it led you to this perfect union between you two of where. Oh, you can handle me, all right. Exactly. Anybody ever told you that you too much, to oh. uh, more than they can handle, baby? Yes, maybe not in those direct words, but yes, in a lot of different ways I've been told that. And the funny part is, I the original name of this podcast was going to be called, um, better than I found you because I always find that whether oh, it's a I client yeah whether it's a client or a guy I leave them better than they they found me you know like that's my goal I don't want to I don't want it to be bad I don't want to hey we part ways guess what you probably got healthier you probably feel better about yourself you know whatever but then I went to my client who I told you has that podcast and she just sat down and she goes Sarah I think you need to call it more than you can handle and use your last name I was like ah. Oh. That's kind of perfect because because you're more than we most people can handle, and that's okay. And I was like, you're right, but so is this particular client also. So she gets it, but um, yeah. So I I think I have. You know, she she'll tell me she's like Sarah, you are very simple but complex. Like you know, simple things will yeah, simple things. I don't need you to do a lot. I don't want a lot. Let's put it that way. But. But the way I operate is complex for me in a, in a positive way. But I think that throws throws people off. So it's like, just do the basics for me. You know, consistency, communication, show up on time, mm-hmm. those kind of things. And then you got me. But if that doesn't happen at the beginning, yeah, I'm going to, it's not going to work. And then you're going to say it's, oh, because I wasn't healthy or I wasn't this. No, no, it's just because you couldn't do the basics. <laughs> I'm pretty simple, you know, like I value, you said you would start at, you would come over at this time. And guess what? That's when you showed up because I think that's missing a lot. Unfortunately, you know, is that consistency and communication and, you know, being able to, those are the green flags. I I started recently using that phrase, my girlfriend, Naomi Cambridge, who is uh, an emotional coach in uh, London. She, I think she conned the face because she posted about it and I had to repost it for a Valentine's Day content. The green flags. And I love the green flags. And the guy is actually doing what he says to would and listen to you and all these beautiful things. Of course, you have to pay attention to the red flags too, but yeah. please, let's don't forget to notice the green flags. Yeah. And the effective communication, I find that such bizarre. It's like the defense is always up and it's like, no, I'm not trying to argue with you. I'm not getting mad. I'm just voicing that you frustrated me and I'm communicating about it. Like that's all this is. And I think that's too what I've noticed and more so in the younger ones. It's like, well, why'd you get so mad? No, you said you would do something. You didn't do it. I let you know it frustrated me. That's not mad. Because if I feel like I'm going to get mad, I'm just going to walk away and be done. Like, <laughs> we're not that yeah, deep Yeah, because this. you don't want, you know, sometimes I say to Sage, thank you so much for never turning me into a nagging bitch. Because <laughs> he says something, he does it, and I don't have to keep asking. So mm-hmm. in this, he's actually helping me to stay and become a better person. If you're with someone and that person helps you to become a better version of you, you're already winning. Because yeah, if you have to become someone who's harder, who's bitchier, who's nagging and all that stuff, I don't want to be that person. Uh-uh. No, it's exhausting. It is exhausting. exhausting. And that's, yeah. And that's so if where they respect you, they goes. will they will do the right thing. And then this is the person you want to be with. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I could get off. We can get off another tangent. So I better end it here, but <laughs> thank you both thank you so much. Thank yes, you, Sarah. We awesome. love you, honey. Yeah. 
Yes, I wish we could right now. I'll get I'll get to LA one day, you know, and yeah. yes, and bring the babies. So Ana Blanca, you can just babies, do whatever. You I mean, they're not oh babies. My God. I I still remember many years ago when they have the picture with our chocolates. I was like, oh my god, this is one of the sweetest. I know. We ever thirteen and thirteen and eleven. Oh my lord, Deborah, what's I know. Awesome. And Addie's got her mermaid, beautiful red hair, and it's you know, <sighs> I know it's crazy, but um. Okay, I'm going to do the little formality at the end. So please. we will be done. And I want you guys to please hit the subscribe button to keep up with each episode. And again, you can find me on social media at Sarah More Health on Instagram, Facebook, and sarahmorehealth.com for my website. So again, thank you guys so much. And I'll give you back your warm California day that I'm sure you're having because... Yes. We are iced over here and I'm stuck inside probably for the next day or so. So thank yeah. you so much for having us on and <laughs> sending lots of love to your listeners. Yes. Yes. Thanks, Sarah. Bye, Sarah. Thank you guys. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.